on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today's episode is a brewery takeover of Spencer Brewery in Spencer, Massachusetts. That's convenient. It's it easy is. to find. It is, right? The first beer, the Monk's IPA, 6.5% ABV. Number two, the Spencer Peach Saison, 4.3 ABV. Number three, the Spencer Monk's Reserve Ale at a whopping 10.2% ABV. Number four, the Spencer Trappist Imperial Stout at 8.7%. And the last one, but certainly not the least, is the Spencer Barrel Age Stout. Yep. Don't know the ABV, but it... It's 11.3%. Oh, my Lord. Picked up a little bit from from that time in the barrel. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey. Hi. Welcome to another sud segment where the more we drink, the smarter we sound. Well, at least to us here at the table. For sure. And speaking of which, joining me at the table today is Reverend Mark. Hello, everybody. Oh. Hmm. Go to boy Mike. I'm still here. Good. <laughs> That's, wow. yep. Feel the excitement. We're winning, folks. We are winning. Yes. Good old boy, Drew. Hello. Hello. Wasn't that a Joaquin Phoenix movie? <laughs> I'm still <laughs> here. Yes. Something like that. Documentary-ish yeah, thing. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 Although he doesn't look like. No. No. At he all. He looks a little more like, you know, good old boy Mike. Yeah. I can't pull off the uh, Caesar, uh, you know, thing. Yeah. Not yet. Bangs. Coming. It's coming to a theater it's near good you. Good to be the king. Good old boy Dave. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> they do not, especially in that corner of the table. I am good old gal Juliana, in case you don't know who I am. And I'm the chick that reigns this stuff in. Speaking of reigning in, today... Wait, We're going to do a brewery takeover. I need to change my medication so I can rein this in. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't confuse the blue pills with the white pills. Okay, all right. Yeah, Last or time. the blue pills with Two the purple whites, pills. Remember what happened red. then. Ooh, Ooh the Matrix, the blue pills. Okay. With the red pills. Just, just, uh, I I just want to get my medication straight. Okay, good. All right. So now that we're ready, today's episode is a brewery takeover of Spencer Brewery in Spencer, Massachusetts. That's convenient. It's easy to find. It is, right? It's on Spencer Road. Are you sure? No, for real, it is. It's on Spencer Road in Spencer, Mass. Spencer Brewery 
at the Spencer Abbey in Spencer Road in Spencer, Mass. Yeah, well, they've probably been there before the post office. You know, that that is good. Name the town after the the brewery or or what have you. Yeah. All right. Good old boy, Drew. Why don't you tell us about all the Spencers? (laughs) Spencer Quad? quad? Spencer for hire? Um, From their own notes, from their website, they, they said their brewery project is one of necessity, which, I mean, Spencer, 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 I guess. Well, we all need beer, so... For over 60 years, they have cooked and packed jams and jellies at the monastery under the Trappist Preserves label. This business has allowed them to support themselves while also providing wholesome monastic work and charitable assistance to the poor communities. Indeed. However, as they look to the future and their community is growing and aging, they saw a need for an additional um, enterprise. Shall we say cash flow? Revenue. We need more beer. Yep. (laughs) So they decided to start brewing beer. I say in their community, each month, each monk's work is assigned after matching up needs and interests and abilities. One of the brothers expressed an interest in brewing, trained at a local craft brewery, and over time, his beer was enjoyed by the monks. And they, I would uh, love to know what brewery they trained at. I, I would. Mean, as there's well. some good ones up there. And thank you to the brewery that did that. Seriously, Lord Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> So with the blessings of the abbot, they embarked on a two-year data-gathering mission. They visited each Trappist brewery to learn everything they could from their European brothers, beginning at the Abbey of Westmal. We, They slowly made their way around Belgium, staying at the monasteries, making friends, receiving good advice, and drinking some of the world's best beer. Their final stop was the Abbey of St. Sixtus. And, you know, by the, by the end of that, the rest was history. Two years later, they decided and opened America's first Trappist brewery. Yeehaw. Nice. I'd like to take a vow of a constant buzz. Is that, is that like a thing you can do? Could be. Could be. I mean, and yeah. I appreciate. Okay, sorry. I appreciate the time and effort they went through overseas to be able to come to where they are today. Yay. Yes, they're, they are. They are a, the Trappist are a Cistercian uh Communities that originated out of France. Yep. Thank you. France. Thank you for that hit of knowledge. Great. One more thing the French are going to try to take credit for. <laughs> well, you know. We're French. <laughs> Why do you think we have these outrageous accents, you silly king? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay. Reverend Mark, speaking of which, why don't you tell us what our selections are for today? These five we will imbibe. <laughs> they are wow. delicious. And here they go. The first beer, the Monk's IPA, 6.5% ABV. Number two, the Spencer Peach Saison, 4.3 ABV. Number three, the Spencer Monk's Reserve Ale at a whopping 10.2% ABV. Number four, the Spencer Trappist Imperial Stout at 8.7%. And the last one, but certainly not the least, is the Spencer Barrel Age Stout. Yep. Don't know the ABV, but it it's eleven point three percent. Oh my lord! Picked up a little bit from the from that time in the barrel. Mm. Glad it did. Okay. Cut on my mic. Oh, it's, are you ready? Everybody, take off your headphones. Here Maybe. 
please give us a Suds ratings. And since this is a Trappist brewery in Massachusetts, I know you are waiting with bated breath and that accent. Tommy and I got together. We were up at Worcester and we're going to be, we talked about what we're going to be doing during this episode. So we're going to be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds. Is that how you say it? Suds ratings plus our signature belting sounds. And here are those ratings now. Number one, Tommy, don't. Don't interrupt me while I'm saying this stuff. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. We don't drink bud up here. They serve that at Dunkin'. I don't think so. Number two. Uh, was that a belch? That's it's and I'd always she's belching all the time. Number three is uh oh what a relief. I say that every time I walk out of the deli. Oh, what a relief. Like it's it's a hard thing. I don't know. Number four. Uh, a body should really not make that sound. I'm not going to say which relative that comes out of. But anyway, number five is uh, listen to that hang time. Give me another. Go Bats. You know, that was actually one of his better. Like he was he was mostly consistent. Now, right around number three, he, he kind of went to New York. Like he was kind of in Brooklyn for about hey. thirty seconds. No, and then he, no, not Brooklyn. He fell back out. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy was influenced. Maybe him. Lower Manhattan. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. It's it was, all Tommy's fault. Tommy's old Miami at Duncan. Whew. <laughs> 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 okay. That well, was a lot. Let's get to the beer. Can we? <laughs> like, please. Yes. Okay. Reverend Mark, we may need you to say a prayer for all of us. Oh, Lord, (laughs) please receive this bountiful gift of many delicious beers Mm -hmm. and belches produced throughout the working day of one of your most righteous monasteries. This is definitely a righteous beer to start off with. We pray. Oh, thank you, Reverend Mark. That was beautiful. Amen. Okay. So, Monk's IPA, 6.5% ABV. Their slightly hazy IPA is made in small batches each month to ensure the freshness. It is brewed with Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo, and Simcoe hops and only has 30 IBUs. That's a surprise. Mm -hmm. It definitely drinks Mm -hmm. bigger than that, in my opinion. Um, It does. Which, obviously, IBUs is a terrible Super solid IPA. You know, I was really surprised. Um, I mean, you just don't think of a... A Belgian style brewery to produce a really great, you know, IPA. It's just why, you know, they make tons of other great beer. They don't need to. Instead, but to be fair, they are in the heart of the New England IPA. So I don't know. When you're sandwiched between Treehouse and Trillium, do you really need to do, do that? Do you need to go there? Because you got to go, you got to let them non monks know, like, hey, Protestants. Well, all right. This is how this is how it gets. This is how we roll. This is true because this is really great. Yeah. A super solid IPA. Great balance. I mean, if you know anybody were to walk up to me and say, you know, Mike, if you had to pick a reference standard for IPA, this would probably be in my top five. It's that good. You know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah I think I don't know what it is about the particular hops that they're using in this beer, which is, uh, I think, Citra Mosaic, Amarillo, and Simcoe, but there's something about the chemistry of those. It's just like a hot party going on. It is. Do you think it's brewed with holy water? <laughs> well, that's a matter of conjecture. <laughs> Are you allowed to bless the holy water and then Larry, sell don't it? piss in yep, the tank yep, again. Yep. <laughs> it's holy. 
It's been blessed. Wow. That was rude. <laughs> I, wow. You know what? Banned. He just got banned from heaven. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I, could, well, I could see why they do an IPA. I mean, they're in Massachusetts. There is a yeah. word for people from Massachusetts, and, you know, they can be very forceful about what they want. Yeah, they're better, very bitter people. You're going to go to the <laughs> You're drinking beer? You're going to the bar? You're just kidding. <laughs> it was an IPA reference. Yeah, that's Please don't come sounds. down to Tennessee and kill us, Massachusetts people. Massachusetts. Yeah, there's like seven of them. They can't. Great beer. I, I would buy this all day long, though. I, I, I super think there's crusher. more than seven. Yeah. Well, for my two cents, thanks for asking about it, guys. Oh, Julie, what did you think about this <laughs> Thank beer? Thank you. Well, you know. Hoppy, juicy, little bit of creaminess on it that balances everything. It doesn't taste its ABV. It's very quaffable. Quaffable. Yes, yes, very quaffable. Yes, yes. Yummy. And we're going to rate this beer a five. Yeah, you know, it just it's really interesting that the beers that they came out with when they first hit the market were exactly what you would have thought, sure. you know, from a Belgian, you know, they came out with a triple and, you know, the Belgian white, which we're not talking about either of those beers today. We actually, it's on another episode. If you want to go back, check out the show notes and you'll have a link to that episode. But yeah, super solid beers. We will be back with more Spencer Monks in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are having a bit of a holy episode. We are doing a brewery takeover from Spencer Brewery. Welcome to the show where we're only funny during the breaks. What's the French word for moron? Um, I think it's <laughs> moron. moron. Gerard Depardieu? American, probably? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Marcon? So, we have... We've talked about one beer already, which we were really impressed with. And now we're going to continue on. But before, side note, sidebar for just a second. Yeah. I'm really into brewery websites these days. And I have to say, I really enjoy the brewery website for Spencer Brewery. It's, it's nice. It is. It's very easy to navigate. Um, they give you all the facts. And there's a little bit of that Massachusetts snow in there just for the ambiance. Anyways. You and Frost go, you know stop at some man's woods and watch them fill up <laughs> slowly wait what slowly slowly, that, that slowly. one winter's weird. night i got weird really quick i'm no. sorry that none of you you know appreciate they my poetry <laughs> they don't get the reference i'm sorry they're savage but anyways <laughs> okay moving on let us talk about the peach saison okay 4.3 percent abv spencer's Peach Saison is a light, refreshing, sessionable ale, naturally carbonated through bottle conditioning, delicate peach flavor, and what do you guys think? Hold Julie, what do you think about this beer? Yeah, Julie, tell us what you got <laughs> the beer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> this was awesome. Tom Brady, instant hama. <laughs> Not Tom Brady. No. Isn't he from Florida? He is now. He is now. But they still say that. <laughs> this is so delicate and so beautiful. And the peaches on this are like perfect. You couldn't ask for a better peach flavor. Yeah. And I wonder where they source their peaches. Probably locally. But, you know, if they'd come down to South Carolina, Georgia, that'd be interesting to know. But I agree. Typically, I like Saison just as a base beer only. Uh, just as a Saison. But this really... 
worked its way in in a, a beautiful way. I like fruit beers, but not a lot of them. But this one, yeah, I'd have two or three more for sure. And you can f- you can taste the barnyard funkiness that's coming off with a peach skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm getting all the peach. I got the poo on me. Yeah, the, when I first saw the name, I, I think my radar went up going, this is an epic fail. Yeah, because... It's just <laughs> because I mean, that's what he says. When he no, it's because you know the ability of somebody you know loading fruit on a saison and not killing the base beer is just it, that is that is a very typical way. And uh, to to Mark's point is that you just I don't think a fruited saisons is something that is really going to be a really really great experience to keep them in check and everything in balance is very difficult because. Saison's are very approachable. You need to let the base beer sing. And this is definitely Saison with peach, not peach with Saison. You know, fair. so mm-hmm. fair. You know, okay. Point. That's that's fair. That's fair. I really thought that it was a great balance. Um, the peach is, is the star of this beer for sure. And I just thought it was in really great balance. Great check. I would totally have, I would have consumed the whole bottle of this uh, or can or we, whatever. He it tried was. to. Bottle. Yeah, it was he really tried. good. We had to wrestle it out of his yeah. hand. Just give everybody else a I taste. think Caperton would have even enjoyed this. Yes. Mr. Saison. That's right. shocking. But what also was shocking to me is that we're talking about a Trappist brewery in Massachusetts. I know. And the first two beers that we're going on are an IPA and a peach Saison. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And yes, I, I loved it as well, just to parrot everything. I do generally actually like fruited saisons, but there have been a number of peach saisons out in the market that is far more peach. It, yeah, I think I always, I'm like, well, I'm going to get that clean, syrupy, you know, peach. Canned peaches. Yeah, thing up front. And then, you know, the rest of it is just going to kill the base beer. This is not that at all. Well, I think a lot of people, when they make one of these beers, they're, they're like, okay, if we're going to commit to making a blank saison like whatever fruit we're going to use a ton of the fruit and we're going to make sure that you go a little overboard on the flavor and then you know because it's a little better to go too much than too little i think um but i think somehow they figured out how to do it just right and they're monks so yeah why not yeah i think they're brewing for beer nerds yeah and i wonder did they I like the fruit that they went with because they could go with any fruit, really. You know what I mean? And they went with the peach and it's got this like a little hint of the nectarine kind of nest to it and made it maybe more approachable for people who would be coming to the Abbey, you know, maybe for like a taste test or something. And granted, I mean, we love Belgian ales, but they can be kind of heavy and very dark fruit forward. Maybe they thought having a lighter stone fruit might be nice. I don't know. But regardless... It was a an excellent execution. I'm glad I got the peach saison instead of the clamato saison. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, good that call, been, good yeah, call. Yeah, of all the fruits, I mean, the peach is one of the most delicate, and so I think they did a really great job. Cool, making it come out. Well, we are going to rate the peach saison from Spencer a five. Oh man, can the rest of the flight stand up to the start? Well, let's get into why we love Trappist Dales, right? And let's talk about their quad. Well, Wait. hold on. Oh, that's right. We have right. a topic worthy of discussion. We're doing today. a topic. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about monks without talking about weird haircuts. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a topic today worthy of discussion. So uh, 
We decided to reprise a bit of our episode from season eight called Your Sign Spinning is Awesome, which is about watching obscure sporting events during COVID and pairing each one with an appropriate beverage. Now, ESPN has kept the stellar level of content we've come to expect flowing on ESPN 8, the Ocho. I was recently looking for some U.S. Open tennis programming and ran across some gems that just might get you through the next pandemic lockdown. So there are three new programs that caught my attention. First off, there's cow chip tossing. What? Not quite sure if you have to use your <laughs> left hand or your right hand or some other bodily part, but it's there, people. The bagger bowl. Yes, I'm talking for grocery baggers. <laughs> Paper Thank plastic. you for qualifying I, that. No, you know. <laughs> and something that truly must be seen to be believed, it is the mullet championship. Yes. What? I'm telling you, it's it's a full 29 minutes of something that looked like it was canceled at the least four times from the community access television. Ooh. A fine display of mullets from 10 finalists featuring, wait, 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 the Kentucky Waterfall and the Camaro Crash Helmet styles of mullets. There's a style of mullet? <laughs> wait, there's <laughs> more than there one style of mullets? There were actually like 20 plus yeah, different styles there, of there's, mullets. There's the skullet, the mullet. There's the hockey hair, like if you're from Canada, you know, um, like 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 British Columbia, Canada, or like Ontario, Montreal. I think that I think that that's like, is it French. I think well, it should show up on dating apps. If there you have there a mullet, has to be a French version. Style, you know? Oh gosh. I don't think they call it a mullet in France. Uh, no, no, I, I think it's mullet. <laughs> yeah, mullet. there we go. Yes. Mullet. That's France. totally dating material if you know that. So, <laughs> well, there are two rounds of judging, including. The profile. <laughs> of course. Stand to the line, look to the left, and the blowout round, which is the guy blowout round. The guy stands in front of a fan and the fan blows is on Is it him. a fan yes. or a leaf? <laughs> oh, yeah, I that's not know. what I was thinking. <laughs> I know that you should have called it something more descriptive, you know. So the winner gets, get this, a tomahawk axe and the ability to come back and defend their title. So you're going to give a guy with a mullet and a weapon. <laughs> a weapon, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, the color commentary was filled with the best talent from Arkansas's Roadkill Culinary Institute with a whopping 90 students, including 2.3 students that could actually spell mullet correctly. Here's a clip from those recent graduates doing the color student. commentary. Max Golden Locks Hendrickson. Max, the youngster in the group at age 18. Yeah, wow. And apparently uh, fitting shirts are optional. <laughs> <laughs> so those the, of this contest, he actually conducts these hard-hitting interviews to discuss things like mullet preparation that covered every facet of this incredibly complex sport. So here's the deal. <laughs> Please tell like, us. I, well, okay. <laughs> well, before you play the clip, ah, fine. I'll play the clip. <laughs> List number fifty-seven. 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 Brian. Yeah, that's big country. Zeke's word. If I win, I'm buying PBR fireworks and making some bad decisions. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's number one. He should have won the talent round. He like did the interview round. This guy actually won. The, just gave that interview. Yes, he yeah. he won this contest. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the deal. So you everybody laughed when you said mullet preparation or whatever. I guarantee you, those guys spend more time at a hairdresser than ninety percent of other men. 
Yep. Uh, you got to get it waved and combed and curled. And Dave knows an awful curled? lot about this. I, listen, I had, I'm a mullet, worried. I had a mullet in junior high and it was permed. Dave, any current family members <laughs> have, have a mullet? Is that a white boy fro? Uh, I have a cousin in Alabama. She may still have a mullet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get that. Now so, was there was there a ladies division in this uh, mullet competition? Uh, not so. There is a ladies division. There's a kids division, and then the men's division. Yes. So I the was, men's is the one that that is currently on the Ocho. Yes. I was looking at the results of the kids division, and uh, like first prize is a five hundred dollar check, and then <clears throat> yeah, it's got to be a check, right? Sure. <laughs> Don't cash it till the end of the month, but. <laughs> Then second and third prize are both a pair of sunglasses. Yep. <laughs> well, what better way to rock the mullet oh, than with sunglasses? Oh, they had all these rules about you can wear a do-rag or you couldn't, you know, put uh, any clips in your hair or couldn't be any product in your hair. Oh, it has sure. to be oh, oh, natural. Yeah, they, they, had, oh. Uh, they had all these rules, you know, about it as well. Now, couldn't, do they do, couldn't, couldn't have arm candy or an accessory or somebody like flipping your hair, you know, but oh. yeah. A fluffer? A pair, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm you, wondering Dave. if this is kind of an ageist competition. Yeah, once again, if this is just for the younger people, I mean, you know, do they, you know, for those of us who are suffering from male pattern balding, do they have like a mullet club in America? Yeah, you know, do they, they get don't... together at holiday ends on the weekends and go, "What are you here for, man? I'm here for the mullet convention." Well, now, do they test for like performance enhancing? Is minoxidil yeah, a banned right. substance? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Or like extensions? Like that would be the best thing. It's like somebody got <laughs> oh, caught. Like they had a mullet Ooh, extension. Sacrilege. He yeah. went to Bosley. <laughs> Please don't sue me, Bosley. Like half of his mullet yeah. fell off. I had some other oh, already the questions. Blowout. Like where do you begin to inform family members where you're competing in the mullet competition? Do you tell them at Thanksgiving? You know, do you tell them at a cousin's wedding? Do you tell everybody at divorce court? I'm pretty sure most <laughs> of these guys live with their family, so it's not like it's a big shot you know uh, should you consider a press release announcing that you're competing by targeting residents of trailer parks in the southeastern u.s you know know your audience yeah know your audience right that's the first rule isn't Mm -hmm. it yeah you know nielsen's got nothing on us do you have all your natural teeth no (laughs) you know what is the judge certification process and how can i you know get certified i would you you should add that to your your repertoire long, of judging long, certifications. long resume of of things that i'm Food certified judge, in. you know sommelier That's right yeah there you go yep uh what'd you do last night well i judged a mullet championship <laughs> You know, I'm a level five Molière. <laughs> there you go. You know, so listen, a we reached out. Uh, we we're going to try to secure the podcast rights for next year's competition. They've not responded to our offer yet. A free ribeyes for the finalists and 27 hours of therapy from BetterHelp. Please use the word promo code mullet. And <laughs> so <laughs> we were two all, L's, one T. We're also. <laughs> We're also interested in the rights for merchandise for the mullet championship. Dave has lined up designs for do-rags and shirtless American flags, including French. Very important. But of course. To feature the unique physique of each mullet uh, championship fan. So, yeah. Is that a royalty court shirtless flag? Yeah, I mean, I think you should be able, every time he farted, probably plays, you know, uh, Lee Greenwood. I think think that would be the one. Now, what did Lee Greenwood ever do to you? Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, it would be Billy Ray Cyrus if it was going to be anybody. (laughs) I I know you're right. You're right. Totally, yes. Yes. 
Wow. You know? Don't tell my fart. It's my like, achy, breaky fart. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, kids. We're going to go down to the mullet championship, and then we're going to stop by the Golden Corral for the really good, you know, <laughs> buffet of this yeah. week. All you can eat ribeyes. <laughs> right. Oh, it's <laughs> such an interesting time to be. Well, I know American. when I do prison visitation as a chaplain, they always tell me to leave my mullet in the car. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole segment of people who are like, "Why are they talking about fish?" I thought we were talking about Belgian. You know, I can just Travis. hear people calling. You know, their mama. You got to watch this. It's on the television right now. This is exactly what we're going to do next year. I'm going to win this thing. I'm telling you, I got the best mullet around. I wonder if the Kardashians could take it over. Hmm. Oh, that would be funny. You know, K- Kardashian goes mullet. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Some sort of reality That would show be the fifth mullets. time it would be canceled from community. <laughs> 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 it would probably they be like. a new topic. It'd probably be like the, the Real Housewives of Antioch. The Real Housewives of Long Beach, Mississippi. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, let's get back to the beer. Okay. Now that we've isolated out a whole segment of our audience. Is there anyone that we haven't made mad yet? Ah, no. No, but we are willing. I think we're, yeah. If you're not angry at us, send your email yeah, to right. info at Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, if you want to compete in the mullet championship, send your headshot, man. I'll put it up on the on our uh, uh, Facebook site. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Moving on. Let's get into a beer worthy of Spencer. Uh, let's talk about the Reserve Ale, ten point two percent ABV. Their their Reserve Ale is the classic Trappist quadruple otherwise known as quad, in the Belgian tradition. It is fragrant, robust, and full-bodied, and a beautiful like mahogany. Mm-hmm. Let's discuss. Figs, raisins, figs, raisins, figs, raisins, figs, raisins. Very dark fruit, yeah. and it is the most exquisite of the four, if you go single, double, triple, quadruple. And tradition has it that the quadruple is served only when the bishop or the pope is visiting. Get in my belly. Well, Reverend well Mark, we you, are in with royalty. <laughs> yeah, now, Reverend so. Mark is kind of the Pope of this show. Mm. Wow. I got a Pope on the rope. Oh. I take my shower. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A Pope soap on the rope. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> and here come the lawsuits. <laughs> the Vatican's calling. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, in addition to me, you know, writing down figs and raisins, figs and raisins. Yeah, you know, this is serious competition for St. Bernardus. Um, oh yeah, dude. you know, ABT twelve is probably one of one of the best Belgian quads available, and it's very very consistent. You know, um, there's a couple of different versions of it that are out there as well. This is just really a stellar um, execution of the Belgian quad. Mm-hmm. On U.S. soil. It's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I thought was wrong with this was my cup was empty. <laughs> so yeah. it was really yeah. quite it's tasty. too bad somebody dropped one of the bottles and broke it right before the show. Yeah. Man, what a jerk. Oh. Good old boy, Dave. Yeah. Mm. Somebody. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I thought Dave, we were. what'd you think? <laughs> Julianna's a jerk. Mm. Somebody that was too attentive to their own mullet. <laughs> It got caught up in my mullet. 
That's what happened, yes. Yeah. God, what a beautiful, beautiful beer. Deep, dark, beautiful beer. I mean, so layered, so yummy. It's, I, I can't say enough about it. And, you know, we're still in like warm weather, but I could drink this. I'll drink this all I day. would be fine with this. Yeah, How yummy. My new lawnmower beer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Lord. Yeah. This, I'm not getting the yard done today. Oh, hopefully it's straight lines. But just how absolutely beautiful. Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of love for them to go into making something like this. Because honestly, this is going to be the beer that's going to be the benchmark for anybody. Yeah. You know? They could have they could have made the triple and just said, I'm done. Call it a you day. Know, right? Call it a day. I, seriously. But no, they that was exactly clock. what I was thinking. And I was like, wow, seriously, you wanted to one up yourself. You did. Yeah. And in a really good way. We'll be right back in just a second. Brandy Cherry. Welcome back, everyone. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> surprise. Okay, surprise, let's put this in surprise, perspective. Surprise. So, today we are doing a takeover of Spencer Brewery in Spencer, in Spencer Massachusetts. And Road. right before the break, Next we were. Worcester. <laughs> right before the break, we were discussing and waxing poetic over the Spencer Monks Reserve Ale. Which is their quad. Ah, so good. Oh, it really is. Sorry, I, I wasn't reserved. Well, the, we were, on the break, we were discussing the layeredness of this, which mm. really makes it almost unique and um, really just an incredible beer that we are going to rate a five. Was that two in one show? Yeah, it oh, is. That never happens. Very rarely. Great. And we didn't, oh, and we no, didn't talk about it before. Four, no. right? I th did we do five on all, all three? We've oh, done wow. five on all what? three. What? Yes. Wow. Okay. Now we're going to do a two for one, if you will. A BOGO? A BOGO. Yes. So the first one that we're going to talk about is their stout. Imperial stout. Imperial stout, no less. 8.7% ABV. Massive, roasted, malt-forward, American Trappist take on the Anglo-Russo Imperial stout tradition. And then there is the barrel-aged stout, which is allegedly willitized, if you will, and that one is 11.2% ABV. So, let's start off with the base, which is the stout. What do you guys think about the stout? I'm all about mm. the base. <laughs> stout. Nice, coffee, roasty, everything you want in New England in a in an imperial stout. Yes, Tommy. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll buy the This will be good in one of those cold you know, New England Pike. winter nights, you know. It's very warming. You yeah. know, I I've I've been it's it has been warming you know since we poured it the first time and it's gotten a little more open well that was the look that drew and i were giving each other when because we i was a very he and i both look. tasted it before as uh, juliana was uh introducing the beer and uh i was like hmm, this actually got better with a yeah. little bit of time in the glass and just and bringing it probably around to room temperature, it actually really got super, super big and a lot better. Roasty, for sure. chocolatey. Yeah. Pour this and walk away from it for like 20 minutes. I agree. That's that's a solid tip right there for sure. Yeah, I would love to have this much later in the year on a cold night and have it with, um, you know, that fruitcake that I've been, you know, keeping in the closet for Talk the last Mike? 13 years. Oh. Sure. <laughs> Was that a potluck special? Yes, it was yes. a potluck special. <laughs> it was a gift from a potluck. So what I would suggest, Mark, is you go out right now and buy a four-pack of uh, this Spencer Imperial Stout 
and then just stick it back in the closet with that fruitcake. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that gelatinized little bar of fruitcake. I think after <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love fruitcake for the record. <laughs> I, I think after tasting these, I think probably what I would do is I would order the quad and I would order the Imperial Stout at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would probably drink the quad while I was just letting the stout sit there. Open up. And this yeah. would be completely right on on track. Yeah. By the time you finish the, the first pint of quad or half pint. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it would be just really super stellar. And then the barrel aged version, right? Right mm-hmm. next to it. I mean, if you can get your hands on both, apparently the barrel aged version is a little harder to find, and, yeah. and the four packs a little more expensive. Those, those Willet barrels certainly aren't cheap. <gasps> you said the W word. Oh my gosh, the What's Willet, it I think it's the Willet. Let's call it eight hundred forty-two dollars a bottle. But my name's Drew, and, and and their name's Drew. Maybe they won't get right. Mad at us. Yeah. Sure. Oh my gosh. Please, Drew. I want a bear. What's? I don't care what's in it. It's Willet. Right. <laughs> Uh, I did not like the barrel age version as much. It actually, um, I, I thought it took away from the beer you know, it itself. I now that it's warm. All right, I will. But it, oh, I think it, it's so lovely. I don't dislike the barrel age version. I do think it was a little over the top with some of the vanilla boozy. and toffee flavors. I still don't like it. I cut it, I cut it with uh, the, the barrel version. I cut it with some of the regular. Yeah. And it knocked the edge off a little bit. And I think it. It really kind of so got if they had back blended some of the just the non barrel aged beer with the, with the barrel aged, yeah. I, I just did two to one. Um, the uh barrel aged two, 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 two barrel aged one of the regular, and yeah, it's uh, there you go. So, uh, you should blend it up that way and and bottle it that for your next batch, and don't be afraid to sell it as a blend. You can still say it's barrel aged. You can even right. yeah, um, right. still barrel aged. You know You're just what? not. It's not all barrel aged. Yeah. Consulting revenue bring, revenue uh, strategies. Bring me and Drew. Yeah. Bring me and good old boy Drew up there mm-hmm. uh, next year. Just send we'll a private jet down. We'll give you the directions. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm wondering how long they barrel aged this. Maybe too long. I mean, the maybe the angels the got more than their the share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think the private jet might be a uh, 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 mule, a donkey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a burrow. Wow, so nice. I, but I mean, yes, having a blend would be great. But even on its own, after you let it yeah. air out, it's still like yes, it's boozy, and you expect it to be boozy because it is barrel aged. And you know, kudos to them for getting in touch with Willet and seriously, you know, having a nice little relationship. Because out of all of the distilleries that you could find, going with a Willet is just wow. Yeah. You know, well, if nothing else, it does Willet great is marketing. Close to God. Do you think if you're a monk is, yeah. living in a brewery that you would end up with, you know, maybe a bad habit? Uh, <laughs> that's wow. That's I was just, just about wrong. to give him a compliment. I still will. It's a great blend, Dave. I, I I think it's a super you, super sir. solid uh, choice. I I blended it right here on our tasting cups, and that's it. So just back blend it two to one, you know, with the barrel aged beer, and uh, yeah, you're gonna. You're going to bring that right in line where it probably needed to be. I still think the barrel-aged version is good by itself. Oh, Agreed. sure, but, but sure. I, but when you compare them better. right next to each other, it it is definitely different, and it kind of throws you off a little bit. The regular stout's so good, it's hard to make it better by Well, so there's yeah. the easy way to stretch those of you that have been fortunate enough to get the barrel-aged version. Yeah, stretch Buy a bottle of the Imperial Stout and, you know, blend it two to one on, you know, with the two bottles, and you'll have a lot more 
to go. Yeah. So should we rate both the Imperial Stout, the Barrel Age Stout, and the Blend? What? I'm with that. Sure. Let's do it. Okay, so if we were to rate the Stout, the base Stout on its own, we're going to say that it's a four. And if we were to rate the Barrel Age Stout, we would say that it was a... Four, but if we combined and did our own little blend, five isn't a big enough number. What well, we're going to go with five. Hmm. Interesting experiment. Thank Spencer. You're welcome for us making yep. your beer better. And we'll be glad to come down in there and do that for you. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, I do marketing consulting. Hmm. And Can I you say Worcester correctly? <laughs> Worcestershire? No, Worcester. Woosty? Well, woosty, yes. Okay, so we have time for one more, which we weren't sure that we were going to get to. So bonus this is beer. our this is our bonus, bonus beer. beer, and it is that time of year where we get kind of funky. So what, yeah, sure. Is this the beer that would pair well with malt composition? So <laughs> what we're going to talk about is the Spencer Monkster <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mash. <laughs> it was a mash. Pumpkin ale. This it was is a monster mash. Sorry. Dude, they have so totally sold out. I'm sorry, Spencer. You know, I think A, just, you make a pumpkin beer, B, you call it monster mash. Monks I, are selling out. Really? I, yeah. You're you're accusing monks yeah. of selling out. Yeah. I don't think so. I think they looked at all the pumpkin ales that were out there and where are you gonna go? And they were like, You heathens don't know how to plus it's sort of celebrating a holiday that they're not even really supposed to that that honors Satan. Yeah. <laughs> they're in they're in Massachusetts, not Mississippi. Wow. I'm I'm flashbacking to it. But it's the day it. before all All Saints Day, too. So Yeah. Uh, you know. So there's yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a balance. Yeah. It's a good balance. Yeah. So what do we think of this beautiful beer? I typically do not like be? pumpkin oh, beers. Shot. Uh, and yet Satan again. Satan, the uh, the whole rule of less is more for some beers is true with this one for me too, and it's just enough of it there to not, you know, put my stomach into contortions. <laughs> Wow. That okay. is a glowing endorsement. So you should Martin. basically write the script for their ad. Yes. <laughs> and I get a little pumpkin pie spice in here. Yeah. This yeah. does not suck. So Julie, you are one of the, probably the person at this table who hates pumpkin beers the least. So tell us what you think. Ooh. What are you ooing me? But no, there are a couple of pumpkin beers that I do enjoy. Okay, first of all, this is not a spice bomb. They were very no, no, no. no. They were very refined in you what they were down. using. Okay, all pumpkin beer T-shirts go to JB. Yes, <laughs> the the pumpkin flavor on it is there, but it's not super vegetal. It's not super sweet. It's not over the top. Now, also of note, if you have a little bit of the stout left and you just pour Ooh. a little, oh yes, no. then we're talking. We're we're talking. There's only a place. There's only one place I'm pouring the monster, and that's down the drain. And so. again, really? do we really care about? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's too late. It's already in. It's in he's our resident contrarian. Hater. Hey, yes. I do not like pumpkin beers. Okay. What? That's, that's just like Reverend Mark. 
That's that's I, fine. But this is not your average pumpkin beer, though. And that's what I like about it is you're tasting the base and the pumpkin, but you're not getting a Grandma Edna's a spice clove bomb. and allspice. And if you were you tasting know. this beer and someone hadn't told you it was a pumpkin beer. I believe that you would not be able to tell. There's something there. It's like, what is that? That there's a little sweetness. Something wrong, yeah, right? But <laughs> you know, if if you didn't know it was a pumpkin beer, I really wish that I had poured it for for our good old boy Mike and and not told him. So it was a pumpkin I don't beer think it's full blown Marzon style. I will say that, and mm-hmm. and I, it it has you know the underlying sweet characteristics that you would typically get in a pumpkin beer, but. I did write down the words "not overdone," which is a huge compliment. It was for about, you, yes, it it's is. About as far as I'm going to. You could come. call it a nice fall beer. Yeah, it's just a step yeah. below. It doesn't suck. It's Correct. not like right. a pie spice yes. enema. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. The way that Drew said it, it's just a step below. It does not suck. So, um, and that's basically what I was saying too. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't suck. He said it in a nicer way. It's cool yeah. to hate on pumpkin beers. I it I like cool. this beer. I like this beer. There's yeah. a few pumpkin beers I enjoy. Not many because they are all I mean, mostly overdone. I, I like this beer. I don't understand people like you know pumpkin beers. I wish they would stop making them. I wish they would be outlawed where you can't sell them before Labor Day every year. I have no idea. I could get on with that. Why are you going to sure. get on the? Dude, but sure. it's, it's are you going to get on a boat and be drinking pumpkin beer on Labor Day? Halloween decorations oh, and candy goodness. that there's you know start selling in August. You know, so they sell Easter stuff in February. You know, it's like whatever, man. Christmas stuff comes out as soon as the Halloween yeah. stuff goes away. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. I it I is like this is. beer. You know, I um I would probably rate it higher than most people here, but uh, I can't. Uh, well, Julianne is going to say the rating, so it's whatever she wants to rate it, basically. So. Okay, so for the average, we're going to say that we're rating it a three. Though Drew and I have better palates, and we would say it was a four. More refined. More refined. It's not necessarily better. Oh, it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, so overall, we've had a pumpkin ale. We've had stouts. We've had a quad. We've had a saison. We've had an IPA. Well, and not only that, we've had one of the best IPAs we've had recently. Yeah. We've had one of the best quads we've had in a long time. True. Uh, One of the best fruit saisons probably that we've had in a while. We'll see what And the stouts are really, really solid individually and blended. And a pumpkin beer that didn't make me want to throw up. How do you how do you feel about them as a brewery overall? Then, I mean, like you know, I think they're killing it. I mean, obviously not you know go, going the against the commandments. Right, yes, right, you know, right, right, right. Yeah. They're they're my favorite new brewery that I've had in the last year. They're super solid, you know. And it's interesting. I was talking with my wife, you know, about this lineup and these shows and trying to explain, you know, about the branding element of Trappist beers. And the thing is, is you just don't see a lot of new products that are really introduced by most of the Trappist breweries. Right. They've been making the same product lines for the last 15, 20 years. You know, they don't add, they don't subtract they don't do anything different. They just keep on, you know, like a metronome. And I think that's one of the things I really like what is going on here at Spencer is that, they really could have just stayed right where they were and made that triple and that white forever. They could have made that for 20 years, and we would have still said glowing and great things about both of those really good beers. 
But they stepped out and decided to embrace a you know some more styles, American craft beer culture, and you know. it's not like they were you know messing around with it. They just decided to make really great renditions of this. So I, I don't think this is like work in progress or you know you should wait until the fourth or fifth rendition of this. I think they're doing a great job. This is a really right. solid trap. I, I can't yeah, wait to yeah. see what else they're going to add to the product line from here. No, yeah. this is this is really dialed in. And if I may say, it's Americanized, you know, Trappist styles. Because, yes, they went overseas. They did they're all the research. They're not all Belgian bombs. No, they're yeah. not. They're not. They're great for what they are from the traditional sense but they've also americanized it to bring other people in and i think that's very innovative and something you wouldn't necessarily expect yes from a monk community so whoever is that special monk that said he wanted to brew kudos man keep, keep going man yeah right so got impressive. a lot of got a lot of good fans sitting around this table that's for sure yeah well that is going oh no, I was just going to say we should talk to God, the resident monk. God bless you. Sorry, sorry, God sorry. bless you, brothers. Yeah, I'm loving to see this. The Trappist keep it going here in America. <laughs> yep. Um, um, I don't know. Just, uh, okay, go disregard it. I think this has been an amazing episode. Yep. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. And if you're listening to us online, please do yourself a favor and tap. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Tap that subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry. Please play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime. Info at SipSudsAndSmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with thousands of other fans on these social media platforms. And please do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. Five stars. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Reverend Mark, thank you so much for being here today, and thank. we're in love with your brothers. Thank you. and <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Spencer Brothers. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Come back and join, a, join us for another exciting episode. I will ask you to keep on sipping. Good boy, Drew. I'm going to take my Moliere and leave. <laughs> I'm looking for a non-fitted shirt. I thought we were going to walk into the store and say, I'm looking for a non-fitted shirt. I have a nice canvas sack for you. <laughs> Good boy, Dave. I'm just glad he told us about his sack. <laughs> it's waxed. <laughs> of course it is. This is Good Old Gal Juliana. Thank you so much for joining us today on this really cool episode. Keep on chuggling and we'll catch you next time. Party in the front, party in the back. <laughs>